Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Nun Beis in Ksubis. Yesterday we had the machlokas between a Bay and Rava in a strange case where a Kohen, marry, a Kohen Gadol marries an Amana, which he's not allowed to do. Does he have to be po to her? So Abayah says he has to be po to her because since the Lush of Ksuba is, I, when I be po to you, I'm going to give you back to your father's house because he can't take her back anyway. So it makes no difference if he coins married to a regular woman who he can't take back if she's been raped if when she was captured, or if he's married to an Amana, which he's not supposed to be Lachachila. That's Abayah's opinion because it's still the words, I'm going to bring back to your father, makes sense. But if he, but, pardon? He said Kusha. Yeah, it's an Amana, or, or, or no, even an Amana, it makes no difference if it's an Amana, if he's married to an Amana or a Grusha, for even, for a Grusha for sure, but an Amana or a Grusha, a coin girl can't marry, and if he married her, the question is, so Bai says he still has to be poter, because the words of the Ksuba is, even if a coin marries a regular girl that he's allowed to marry, in the Ksuba he writes, if you're taken into captivity, I'm going to bring you back to your father, I can't take you back anymore. So it makes no difference either way. That's a bias opinion. Of course, if Yisrael marries a Mamzeris, which he's not supposed to do, then he doesn't have to be poter because the words of Yisrael's ksuba are, I'm going to take you back home. If you're raped, I'll take you back. But here he can't take her back. So there, there everybody agrees. Abai and Rav both agree that if Yisrael marries a Mamzeris, he doesn't have to be poter her. The machlokas is if a Kohen Gadol marries an Almona. I guess you could say the same thing if a Kohen marries a Grusha. As a Kohen Gadol marries, uh, he's not supposed to do, but, but the Lashon of the Ksuba makes sense. Rabbi says, no, 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 no. If he is because of Shfuya, because he can't marry her now because she's taken into captivity, then he has to be Poder, because that was the Lashon of the Ksuba. If you're you Chasfuya, you take me captivity, and I can't take you back, I'll be Poder you. But if it's something else, which is Gorim the Yisr, like in this case, it's a Kohen marrying a Grusha, a Kohen Gadol marrying an Almona, then he doesn't have to take her back. Let's, that's Rabbi's opinion. So Rabbi says, either way, you don't have to be, I mean, either way, you don't have to be, you don't have you know, not have to take it back. Obviously, he can't take it back in case of a coin got but in case of a coin. But it means he doesn't have to be poter. Let's say this machlokus to buy him, brother, same as machlokus to norm that follows. Hamadar of Sishto, if a man forswears his wife from having any anaw from him, he forbids her to have any anaw from him. Venishbaz, now she's taken into captivity. Rebleza says, poter venos like subasa. He can't. He can't give her, he can't have, she can't have enough from him, so he has to give the ksuba, but you have to be po to her. Rebbe says he still has to be po to her. So it sounds like Rebbe is going like Abaya, that even though you couldn't, you can't stay married to her, uh, you still have to be po to her, right? That's, that's, that sounds like that. We'll see. Rebbe Shuomer knows like Subosve and Poder, he doesn't have to be po to her. That's why he gives her the ksuba, he doesn't be po to her because he can't uh, stay married to him. Now, what's the case? Am Rav Nassan, what's the case? Are we speaking about a coin? Are we speaking about Israel? Am Rav Nassan, Shalti, Sumchas, I asked Sumchas about this. Kshami, or Beshua, Nassan, like Sebas, and Ain Poda. He says he can give her a ksub and not be Poda. Kshihidir, Lubasof, Nishbaz, this is speaking about only where originally he, for, he, he forbade her to have Anah, and then unfortunately later on she was taken into captivity. So Beshua says there, well, he can't take her back if it's a regular wife. What is it? If you take her in captivity, I'm going to take you back. He can't take her back because she's not allowed to have any enough from him. Uh, so he can't take her back. So is that where Rabbi Yeshua said you can uh, you can just give her ksuba and be done with it and don't be powder? Or even when it looks bad, when it looks like she was first taken to captivity, once she was in captivity, he said, oh, you can't have any enough from me. So it looks like he's oh, just yeah. trying to get around being powder. 
I haven't really heard what Yeshua said specifically, but it appears to me, it must be speaking of probably where she was first taken into, where he first made this, the netter, and then she was taken into captivity without knowing in advance that was going to happen. Because if you tell me she was first taken into captivity, and then he forswore her from Hanau, it's going to look funny. It looks like he's saying the only reason he said, I, I don't want to ever know, so you should have depoed her. Now, my love, what are we speaking about? My love, Amadir, Ashes, Cohen, Kimichli. We'll see why this conversation with Sumchus comes up later on. Are we speaking about Amadir? Are we not speaking about where he made a netter and she's the, he's a Cohen, made a wife and she's the wife of a Cohen, obviously? But Abaya, Domic, Rablazer. Abaya is a Rablazer. Abaya will say what Rablazer says he still have to be Potter. Even though you, you, were not allowed, you weren't allowed to live with her before this, even though, right, because she wasn't allowed to have an offer from you. And she was taken into captivity. You don't have to be poter because it, it was it was. Uh, I'm sorry. Rablaz says you have to be poter. Rablaz says like a buyer that even though you weren't allowed to live with her, like the case of Almanla Cohen Gadol, or like this case where he had forsworn and she couldn't have any enough from him. Abaya holds like Rablaz. Rablaz says that you still have to be poter. Varav Rav says no. You don't have to be poter. If you, if 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 you can't take her back, or if the reason if you can't take her back other than for reason of shvuya. If the reason is for you, fine. That's the that's the lotion of the Vaidanf B Potter, even a Cohen. But if you can't take her back for some exterior reason, for example, she's an Almani, you're a Cohen Guttel, or she's a Grusha, you're a Cohen. Over here, she wasn't allowed to have enough from you. Rabbi Shua says you don't have to be Potter in that case. This is more slow. Speaking about where she made the Hanah. She, she made the netter. She says, I'm not going to have enough from you. The Kaim Lahu, and he was Makayimit. He said, yes, he established it. He confirmed it. Rablazer Savar, who knows the net, but mentioned, it's his fault. He could have, you know, a man could break his wife's netter the day that he heard about it. He could just say, break without a reason. He could just say, I break it. He didn't do that. So therefore, it's like, it's like he's putting his finger between her teeth, like he's caused the problem. Rabbi Shuasav, and therefore, he has to be Potter because he, it, was his fault, it was his fault that he established, he confirmed the netter. Rabbi Shuasav, no, he knows best mentioned She put her finger in her mouth. She was the one who made the netter. Therefore, it's her fault. And therefore, he doesn't have to be Potter. That's the machok. It's in his, Abai and Rava, it's not, that's how it's meant on the machok. Abai and Rava are arguing about one issue. Here, they're talking about a different issue. Whose fault is it the netter? If she was the cause of the problem by making the netter, why does she have to get in? If a woman swears that she's not going to have enough from her husband and that effectively ends the marriage on her own, why does he have to give her ksub? He doesn't have to give her ksub in that case. Why does he have to give her? He says, give her the ksub, you don't have to pay powder. Why does he give her ksub? And let's go back to that dialogue. That you don't have to be powder. No, it's like speaking about where the netter was done originally before he had any idea that there was she was going to be taken into captivity. And so, so to speak, it was made innocently of the, uh, there was no ulterior motive in terms of uh, saving the ransom money. Or is it speaking about where she made uh, where, where he took her into captivity, for, she was first taken into captivity, and then, so to speak, he, he forbade her, so he shouldn't have to be, uh, forbade her and also he shouldn't have to be powder. Shemati, and some says, well, I didn't hear, but the if she made the netter, the whole idea is, you say, well, maybe he only made the netter after she was taken into captivity to avoid the ransom. That makes sense if he made the netter. But if she made the netter, what difference does it make? She was the one who made the netter. What difference was before? It was before the captivity. After captivity, she was the one who caused the problem. The truth is, he made the netter. The husband. 
Right. We want to say now that the Machlok Zabai and Rav over here, we pass them like Rav, of course, that you don't have to be Poder in either case by the, by the, by the Kohen or by regularly Yisrael marrying Amzeris, Kohen marrying Almona, Kohen Gadol marrying Almona. But Abai and Rava are each going to say the Machlok is here, Rablazim Shu is not dependent on their Machlok Zabai and Rava. Abai will say, which I say, has to be Poder. Why does it be poter? Because again, remember Abayi's reasoning? The Lushan of a Kohen's Ksuba uh, says, I will bring, if you're taken to captivity, I'm going to bring you back to your father, not to me. So that fits also when he's marrying a Kohen Godel, marries an Amana. She falls, even though technically he's not supposed to, but the, the, he, needs a, uh, he needs a get, it's a marriage. And the Ksuba is least chal because those words are fine. If she's taken to captivity, he's going to take her back to her father. He can't take her back because he can't take her back either way. That still fits in. So why? Because by Yisrael's uh, it says, and I will take you back for a wife. I can't say take you back for a wife. She's a mamzeris. So everybody agrees there. In other words, Abayah will say, everybody agrees with me. Rebbe and Yeshua both agree with me when it comes to the basic idea of a coin girl to a mona or a mamzeris to Yisrael. Where's the, where's the difficulty? Madur is kohen ami kuliyamul pligi. And if he and if the uh, madur was the wife of a kohen, meaning if he was a kohen and he forbade her to have anah, also everybody agreed that he has to be the chayv of dosa, the chayv of mala kohen gadol. Meaning he can't stay married to her, just like a kohen gadol can't stay married to an amana. A man can't stay married to his wife if he, if he forbade her anah. And yet the the he would still have to be poter. Why? Because the lashon of the of the k'suvah is. If you're taken to captivity, I'm going to bring back to your father, not back to me. So it fits in either way. Just like Kohen Gadol has to pay, a, has to pay the, the ransom for his wife as an Amana, a, a, a Madir Hanah, if he's a Kohen, also has to pay his wife's uh, ransom if she was taken, if, if she was taken uh, captive. Keep pleading with Madir Eishis Yisrael. Here's the Machlokas. If the Madir is an Eishis Yisrael, or Blazer, Ozel Basar Mi Kara. In other words, what happened? The Madir Eishis Yisrael says, what does Yisrael say? I'm, if you're taken to captivity, I'm going to take you back for a wife. Okay, and if she's raped, he could take her back because she's Aisha's this row. Okay, and, and now, but now, what happened? He forbade her from having an off, so he really can't take her back. Keep leaking my Aisha's row. Blazer, also Basimikara. Look, the original Ksuba said, I'm going to take you back for a wife, right? And the Ksuba worked, and she's taken to captivity. He's got to give her the, the, uh, the, he's to ransom her. Look at the end. At the end, though, he made a net he can't have an off from her. She can't have an off from him. So if you look at the end, the end is he doesn't have to, re- he doesn't have to ransom him. Rashi says... Why is, it, why is the marriage over when, they, when he says there's no more hanah? Because she can't, she, can't, she, can't give, she can't have any pleasure from him. She can't stay in his house. She can't, have, she can't touch him. Nothing. There's no hanah. If you can't have an off from somebody, it means you can't have anything to do with him. As long as we already got the issue, then... And she can effectively end the marriage. Correct, the correct, that's correct. But she gets no ksuba. Right. That's correct. So, so a woman, I mean, well, but she has to get a she has to get a get. Right, right. She can't take she another man until he gets a get. Correct. That's right. She can effectively end the marriage uh, that way, but she's still married until he gives her a get, yeah. and she would lose her ksuba. And it's, it's a lousy way to go out. Um, she can end her marriage by openly committing adultery. There's a lot of ways to end a marriage, but it's not going to be to her advantage. Right, right. Openly ending, committing adultery. It's worse, right, worse, right, 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 right. Okay. Um, 
So 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 tomorrow so tomorrow Rishon was the original is there, but the sofa he can't be Mekayim, right? Because uh, because he can't bring her back to the house. So he says you look at the end. That's the machlokas here between Blazer and Bishua. Do you look at the beginning? Do you look at the end? But everybody will agree with me, says Abaya, in the in the cases that I argued with Rav originally. Rav will explain everything according to his svar. He'll say, Rav should go like him. Why? Because he said, Rav says, if the reason is, when does he have to be potent? When he's also because of the shvuya, not because of us or because of something else. If the mother is, whether he's Eshkon or Israel, Rav Lazarus or Basimikara, you look at the beginning. You look at the beginning, and therefore, at the beginning, he could bring her back, right? He could bring her back, if not for, for the uh, captivity thing by a coin. So whether it's Asia's coin or Asia's roll, you look at the beginning of the beginning. He had a writer exhibit that way, and the exhibit made sense if it's Asia's coin or Asia's roll, because originally he could have brought her back. The exhibit where I will be putting you back to your father's house work, even by Asia's coin. Says, no, again, you look at the end. At the end, since he was modern and all, she, he said he, she couldn't have enough from him. She couldn't come back. She couldn't come back in under those circumstances. Rashi explains it like Rava said it before. There's three lines from the bottom of the page. I'll bring you back to your father's house because of Shvuyu. It was a different reason. Which is the vow. It's very simple. Originally, it was, I had to bring you back to, your, to, to my house. Now I can't because of the vow. So then he doesn't have to be poter. And by the coin, the idea is originally, I could have brought you back. Why? Because only because of Shvuya, I said, I'll bring you back. But if it's because of the Isra, because of the Dover Acher, like Rabbi said, three lines from the top of the page, not in Rashi, Rabbi Makoshi Isra Shvuya Garam Law, he has to be poter. But if it's Isra because of something else, like Kohen Gadol to Almana, or Kohen uh, to a Grusha, or a man can't take back his wife because of the vow, then he's not mechuyif to be poter. So Abai and Rabbah will each learn that the machlokas or Rabbi Yeshua is a different machlokas, it's not dependent on them. Let's say she was taken to captivity while her husband was alive, and then her husband died. Now what happens? So, so the Tanakhama says, if the husband, before he died, knew that she was taken into captivity, and at that point he was mechuyif too, be poda her. We'll see what those conditions are. Being poda, if a man makes ten thousand dollars a year and they tell him you got to give ten million dollars to be poda, is that part of the tonic sibba? We'll see that in a few minutes. But if he knew about it before he died, then what? He uh, 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 Then the orphan have to be poda her because basically he had an obligation at that point to be poda her. Take it, let's say, from the ksuba, from the monies that they had, and the orshim then have to use those same funds to be poter. <laughs> but if her husband didn't know about it before he died, ain't the orshim chayvah of dosa, because then that's not their job. The job was the husband's. The husband never knew, even knew he had the job. Levi suffered the mebaruvda kiamastisa. He wanted to paskin like that brisa. My uncle, Rabchia, uh, that's what he called him, Chavivi. That's what he said. Lach is not like that, Brysa. El Kihotatan, like the Fon. Nishbaz Lachamesis. If she was taken to captivity after the husband died, any Sam Chavdosa. Right? Velo Odel, I feel Nishbaz Chayabala. If she was taken to captivity while her husband was alive, Yachach Mes, Vachach Mes, Bala, any Sam Chayabdosa. In other words, he says the halach is that you don't have to, you some don't have to be podim even if the even if she was taken into captivity while the husband was alive because the lashon of the is I will be podim you and bring you back to my to my house 
to, to me to, to live as my, as my wife. But uh, here where he's dead, that doesn't apply. So he says, therefore, um, it not, if she was taken to Bivi either after he died or even while he was alive, but then he died before he was poda, there's no chiv on the yisom. Let's say she was taken to captivity and they demanded her a, a huge amount, like 10 times her worth. Her worth, you can only judge her worth based on the slave market, what she'd be worth. Parmishona poda. So there's a machlokas out of Rishonim learn of here. Some say parmishona means if he wants to, he can be poda the first time. Mikan ve'elach, Mikan poda. If he wants Mikan poda, Some say that means the first time he has to be poda. That's what the Pashup shot is. And afterwards, if he wants to, he can. He doesn't be constantly, as we see, if they keep taking her in captivity, then there's no, there's no, there's no purpose. You're just going to be saying, Tikkun Olam, you're not poda yourself anymore. So, but, so, so the Pashup shot is that Pam Rishonah, the first time he has to, afterwards he doesn't have to. Some say that Pam Rishonah means, oh, again, only if, he, only if he wants to, like it's the proper thing to do, but he doesn't have to. Shemunalil Omer, ain poda nasa shvuim yesra You never poda for somebody more than they're worth. That's from Shemunalil. You see the Psaac player also. You never poda for more than their value. In other words, when it's some, some exorbitant sum, you're not doing it. They take an Olam, because otherwise... Because otherwise they'll always ask for more money. You know how it is with, with terrorists or ransom people. What are kidnappers? What do they do? If you, give them, if you give them a million, they'll ask for 10 million. Give them 10 million, they'll ask for 20 million. So nobody will ever be able to live. It'll be impossible. Thousand soldiers to one thousand Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, well, you know, everybody has an opinion about yeah. that. Right, right. That, like you said, like, like in, the, in the Shoah, when, the, when, the, when a father said, I can get my kid out, but they'll have to take some other kid in its place. So you're saving this kid, but you're killing ten others. Right? It's mashma that for their value you are poda. It's mashma here that, that you, you're poda for their value, even though their value is, is more than the ksuba. Let's say the ksuba is $200, and she was worth $1,000 on the market. How much does he have to spend for ransoming her? So again, the Tanakhama said, even, even, ten, even if you want to, as a Shiloh, whether you have to or if you want to, even ten times her worth. Shemuel says, no, no, never do it for more than their worth. But it's mashra for their worth, you would do it even though it's more than the Ksuba or a mini. She was taken, they were asking for an exorbitant amount, ten times the value of her Ksuba. The first time you can do it. Again, how do you, how do you learn? Let's say the first time you do it, the other times you don't. Or you have the option of doing it according to some shunam. You only, you only ransom her up to the amount of her ksuba. If it's more, ain't a poda. So, so what's going on over here? So in the first prize, Mishimuliel says, you only do not more than her value. But if it's her value, even if her value is more than the ksuba tzmashvi, you would still do that. Here it's tzmashvi, do more than the ksuba. The answer is trait. Reb Shimulil, trait kali isle. He kuli isle. He holds it both kulas. In other words, you do the minimum. You don't give her more than her worth. She but and not more than the ksuba. The only you you pay the lesser the max, the lesser of the lesser of her ksuba. So now it works a lot better. The ransom is only her ksuba. But Aksuba could be more than 202, depending on what Aksuba was. Aksuba could have been $10,000 too. So you do either less of Aksuba or the value in the market, whichever is less. Mishimuliel's Makel there. Makel on the guy who has to be ransomed her. Not, not on the guy, not on her. She, her she's not a, she's a stud. Lachsa Chaimrosa. So we said yesterday that we said in the Mishnah that if she's, in, if she's sick, you have to pay her doctor's bills. 
So uh, usually it means medicine. The doctors didn't always take money. It was, uh, I guess they had a kupat cholim. They didn't make any money anyway, right? It was mostly uh, medicines that cost money. So like Shad Rasa, Tan so Amana Zonus Minchisam, an Amana who is getting sustenance from the Chasim Bitsrichim, she needs she needs medicine. Harekim donus medicine is like Mazonus. She needs that to, to live, just like she needs bread, she needs the medicine. If it's a fixed amount, Nisrabim Ksubas, you can take that Ksuba. Let's say her Ksuba is a thousand dollars. So the, eventually what happens with the Ksuba? When when she departs company, when she departs uh, the, the house, let's say she gets remarried or something like that or they get rid of her or whatever, then uh, at that point, she gets paid the $1,000 of her ksuba, $200, $1,000, whatever. But all along, she gets sustenance anyway, maintenance in the house. So he says, let's, let's say it's a fixed amount. Let's say she, they say it's $150 to heal this lady. That can be deducted from the ksuba. But if it's just regular medicine that's constant, not. So Mulil says, if it's, a, if it's got a fixed amount, like this is what it's going to take, then you can deduct that from the ksuba. She ain't like ready comes out, it's like Mazonis. I'm Hakosastam was very common that they used to let blood in Eretz Israel. That's like because people need it all the time. So it's not a fixed amount. It's not like you could just say, okay, $150 doctor and it's all over. You know, he'll take a doctor problems all over. It's something you need. It's constant. So he tells you a story. Craven Rabbi Elchman, the relative of Elchman, they had. They had a mother of their fa- a wife of their father uh, that they were supporting. Right, the, the, the father had died, and they had to support the mother. Every day, every day they need refuah. Also, come Rabbi Yochanan. They came for Rabbi Yochanan. Amalu is so. He said, "Look, this lady is eating us out of house and home. Her doctor's bills. The, the medicine costs hundred dollars every month. The kupa doesn't pay anything. And what are we going to do?" Amalu said, says, "Go get a doctor." To, to set a fixed amount, to say, listen, I'll, I'll heal her for $200 and that's it. Then you could deduct it from the ksuba. It won't eat you out of house gnome. I'm Rabbi Elchanan. What did I do here? We made ourselves like lawyers, right? They're like lawyers. Orche dinim in the Gemara are, very, are frowned upon. Not necessarily like Orche din today, even though really it's the same. They're not here so we could, say, we could tell the truth. You know, that's what they are, right? right? <laughs> he doesn't listen. You know, uh, you know they can... They can uh, that, that, why? Because and it's like orchidim like like orchidim that are considered bad because uh, uh, they 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 um, they influence the judge's opinion. A proper judge, a judge in the Torah, is supposed to go the halach. He's supposed to look at the case and objectively decide. If people are trying to influence him, that's considered improper in the Gemara. Modern law, that's what happens, right? That's what they do because all they you know they they tell you we we, we can lie to save him. My, my job is to get him off, even if I lie. But uh, the Gemara didn't like that, right? So Why? Because he says, look, I gave him an Eitzah to get out of the problem. Mikara my suffer. So why did he give him the Eitzah originally, and why afterwards did he regret it? These are my relatives. They came to me for advice. They got this lady that they're supporting. What can they do? So he gave him some advice. Since he is a rabbi, he shouldn't have done that because it doesn't look good. It looks like he's trying to influence the, the law and he shouldn't, he shouldn't have given him advice. A person has to know himself. And Ram Chashem Shaini is a, he's used many times the Gemara person. He should, so he regretted what he had done. So you see, even a great rabbi like Rabbi Elkanan made a mistake. Now, we said in, our, we said in the previous Bryce, uh, the previous Mishnah, that those things are part of the Nekesuba. You have to write the 100 to $200. Even if you didn't write it, it's there. If you, even if you write that all my Nechassim are Meshubah to pay it, 
also there, right? Because the ksuba is collected from the chasam, she bought a lead minute, it's like a, they have, she has a prior lead. If it doesn't, if you didn't write in the ksuba, I'm going to redeem you. Remember, a coin writes, I'm going to redeem you, turn it to your father. Or a Yisrael writes, I'm going to redeem, redeem you, take you back home if somebody took you into captivity. It's all considered in there anyway because it's part of the tanai ksuba. Another thing about the tanai ksuba is that something we've mentioned several times, it's called the ksuba's benin dichrin. If you have male sons, they're going to inherit your ksuba, the stuff that's written to the ksuba, more than their other brothers. What's your classic case? Classic case is a man, a, a man marries and, uh, a, a woman, and let's say she dies. Okay, she dies. Then uh, all the stuff, all the dowry that she put in, that her father had put in, what's going to happen to it? The husband's going to get it. Okay? Now he's going to marry somebody else, and he's going to have some other kids with them. And then what's going to happen when he dies? All the kids are going to split the stuff that this father-in-law gave. So Mr. Schwartz didn't want Mr. Friedman to get, you know, I, Mr. Schwartz, I want that for my grandsons, not for, for, for his. If So what do you, so the, rabbi, so the rabbi said, in order to encourage a father-in-law to give a dowry, to give a dowry, so they said, listen, you put this in the Tanakh Subah, and, and you put it in the next Subah, and you said, listen, all that, that this stuff that I'm bringing in, I'm giving you a million dollars, okay? I'm giving my daughter a million dollars, and that goes into the ksuba. I'm giving properties, whatever, because it really only applies, we'll see, to, 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 to landed property, to real estate. So, uh, so my grandsons will inherit that over and above, over and above the, the, other, the, the other grandsons. And that's going to be their share. That's, I'm writing it into the ksuba. So that what happens is, is that when eventually the son-in-law dies, and he left two sets, he left two, two, two sets of uh, children from the Great first children. one and the second one, they're, they're going to get theirs. This is all under certain conditions. We'll see. There has to still be some money that the father-in-law left if it be a Yerusha Menat Torah. Because what we're saying over here is Menat Torah, what really happens over here? The husband, the, the son-in-law inherits, and all the kids will get equally because now the father died and he had all that stuff equally. So we're saying we're going against the Torah. We're saying, no, this is written on to the Ksuba, and they're going to get there separately. So we'll explain more details later on. Locust, let's say he didn't write that, Benin Dichran, your son's that you that you have for me. In and Yarsh and they will inherit the Kesav of Ksuba. In case you die, we're talking about if the wife died first. If the husband died first and the wife gets her Ksuba, then, then she's going to get it anyway. But if the wife dies first and it goes to the husband, your grants, those sons will, will give more over and above the regular share that they're going to get inherited with their other brothers. And there's going to be a bunch of brothers there, but they're going to get their share first. You have to put that in there. Again, it's part of the, the rabbi said that's part of the ksuba. Similarly, they wrote, when your female daughters that you have, that you have, that you have from me, they will be able to stay in my house. And if I die, uh, uh, they'll be the, the male girl, the female girls will will be able to stay at home. Umitzim and and they'll be able to get sustenance from my from maintenance from my uh, from my uh, from my uh, assets. until they're taken for as husbands. In other words, until they marry, they're allowed to. Also, chayiv. That's also part of the tonight. So even shoot tonight, best, even if it's not written there. Also, when he tells the wife, you. You, if I die, you or Zanamana can stay at my house and get sustenance. Call you as long as you're a widow. Basically, you also have to until she remarries. Chayv shu tonight bezdin. That's why the people of Shlaim used to write the ksuba. Anshay go all you hold kosvim kashlaim. The people in the gul also wrote like in Shlaim. Anshay Yehuda, the people of Yehuda, you kosvim achi yirtsa yoshim lechazav. Used to write like this until you can stay in my house until the Yorkshire want to get rid of you. As I mentioned that before, that not not as long as you're an Amman until you remarry, but as long until they want to get rid of you. When they get when they want to get rid of you and they want to pay off your ksuba, then you can't stay anymore. Lafichach imratzi yorshim doesn't like ksuba sabanusa. That's how these, that was the ksuba in Yehuda. In Yehuda, they used to write, you could stay here as long as they pay for you. Let's say you want your ksuba, you want the thousand. Or the two hours, whatever it was, you want once you get your ksuba, you're out. 
but if you didn't take your ksuba yet, that you can sit mass. I'm Rabbi Yochum Shem Shem Rechoi. Why do they, they give this business, which really is against the Yerushas of the Torah? The Torah says all the sons get equally, assuming there's no Bechor, right? Like we said before, so a person should jump, so he should write to his, look, look, look what they say, that, that a person should give his daughters just like he gives his sons. Now when does he give his sons? If he dies, they get a Yerushim and a Torah, right? But a person should try to give his daughters also. You see here also an intention, even though the Torah says girls get nothing, right, when there's boys, they could be a hundred girls and one boy. The boy gets everything. This is a person. The rabbi said a person should give to his daughter. The Torah says that a son should inherit. shouldn't get it. A girl should not get inheritance. And the rabbanim made a takana the tiras barsa that a daughter should also get. In other words, what what are we saying? The daughter should get that the father-in-law. The father-in-law knows that when he dies, his sons are going to get that, right? But when his daughter gets married, he should give her a big dowry too, so she should also get something, <laughs> right? So Hanami Daraisa, even it's only it's a pasuk in Yirmiyot, it's also Daraisa. The chiv nashim, take wives. They went into Bavel. They went take like live, live, continue to live and build a community. and have children, boys and girls. nashim, and you should take uh, wives for your sons. and you should give your daughters to husbands, to men. So it's a, that even though it's 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 it, and you see that it's mentioned by the by the the the, the neviim, it's like it's in the Torah. You could, your sons can get daughters. That's the derech. A, a boy goes after a girl. He takes her out on a date. He wants to marry her. Is it in their hands? In other words, in those days, it wasn't easy for a girl. How could a girl get a husband? How could she demand? She can't go out and say, hey, you want to go out with me? You want to move in with me? Didn't work like that in those days. Is it in, is it in his power to get a son-in-law for his daughter? Yes, how do you do that? Making her desirable. The nobis should dress her nicely. Cover her up. Give her a nice dowry. That people should run after her. And marry her. That's the idea. That it is possible to do that. So you see, in this pasuk, the pasuk tells you effectively they based it on this pasuk that a man should give his daughter a big dowry. You know, that's that's how it is. The yeshiva guys they go, oh, she's got a million dollars. Let's go marry her. It'll be easier to live there. So you make it easier. So you make it easier to marry. So that's the idea here. So the person. So you see here a pasuk in the Tanakh which indicates to you that a person should give his daughter a dowry. This is the, the source of it was. How much you give her? Even up to ten percent of his assets. <coughs> Right, so maybe this, right? So maybe we'll say like this. So maybe it means only what? The, the, what part? That was been indifferent. We said that those sons from that marriage should get over and above the sons that she has from another that that she has that he has from another wife. Maybe only this that the father gives us the dowry. That part they should get. But the Baal, the regular $200 that the, that the husband gives, remember? What is in the Ksuba? The Ksuba is a big document. Normally, it's what the husband is machayev himself. Here we're saying it's not only what the husband is It's what the father-in-law also contributed and says, I want that to stay. So maybe only that part they should inherit, not the, the husband. Zim Kane, Avna if he says, if the father sees that the husband's, what if the husband's giving to the wife for his grandsons, is not going to stay with his grandsons, but it'll be mixed up with everybody else's, he also won't give. Maybe only so. Maybe you'll say maybe you should only write this stuff in. There should only be when the father's giving it. You don't have to write this. In other words, you want to say the mishmar You want to make a difference and say that there's a difference between when that you only write the ksubas ben when he actually gave something, not when he didn't give something. So if he didn't give something, the ksuba also should not go to her. The main ksuba that the husband's giving. 
should also, if the father gives the $5 million, then the $200 that the husband gives will also be part of the Ksubis Mendich and will go to her sons as opposed to, uh, her, uh, opposed to other children that the, that the husband will eventually have. But otherwise not. So the Rabbanon didn't make such enough mean. Okay, we'll have to stop here and we'll pick him here tomorrow. So the, the Gemara says, uh, we're stop, let's just look where we're stopping. Come on. Where the father gives a million dollars, then what? Then there should be Ksubis Mendich and the husband should also go to those sons. But otherwise not. Lo polygrabonan. The Rabbanon didn't make a difference between one and another. And as the Rabbanon always said, there's always Ksubis Whatever Ksubis this woman gets, including the 200 hours or the 1,000 hours that the husband's giving her, including the million dollars that her father's giving her, that'll all go to her sons as opposed to the others. Now the Gemara is going to say, okay, it says her sons. What about her daughters? It says sons. So it's an interesting thing. The Chacham said this is a part of the Ksuba, but they made it inun so they will inherit. So the Rabbanon gave this special Takana part of the powers of Yerusha that boys get, not girls, and part like a Ksuba that you only get from the Chasim uh, from Karka, not from, not from ma- money. So this Ksuba is a special Takana of the Ksuba. The Rabbanon gave it power of a Yerusha and also power of a Ksuba. We'll see more details in that tomorrow, Mitzvah. Tomorrow we'll learn at the regular time. Regular time meaning. An hour earlier, move your clocks ahead tonight. Don't forget. Don't forget to move the clocks ahead tonight. It'll be dark when we start tomorrow.